Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Close to the Bone. I'm Carl Vreeland, your host. This is episode number 12, entitled, Stop Analyzing. For about 20 years, I underwent psychotherapy with several therapists, and it helped me tremendously, but only to a point. There came a time when I had to move on. It served its purpose. Not that I won't need it again in the future, say if something traumatic occurs in my life, but in the normal course of life, it is my experience that there comes a time when we must live life and stop analyzing it. When we do, when we stop trying to figure things out, interesting things happen. Answers appear, wisdom is gained, and happiness and inner peace comes our way. We can concern ourselves with thoughts, or we can go about our day focusing at the task at hand. Thoughts will come and go, same for anxiety and fear. Sure, we could take note, but the more time we spend questioning our thoughts, anxieties, and fears, the more time we spend in our heads, and the less time we spend in the present moment, where reality is, where life is, where our loved ones are, and the rest of the world. Whether there is something to learn from our thoughts or fears or whether they're telling us something, we will find out soon enough, sooner than if we were obsessing over them. That is to say, when we dwell on them, we tend to get twisted up. But when we let thoughts and fears move freely, we create space and allow for the natural process to work its wonders. It's like meditation. We stop analyzing and we just be. We observe thoughts, feelings, emotions, and narratives, and let everything be. We get out of the way. And then we tap into a deeper wisdom and an acceptance of whatever reveals itself to us or not. My spiritual teacher, the man that saved me from a life of insanity, alcoholism, drug addiction, and depression, said to me when we first started the work, Carl, you need to stop analyzing. You love to analyze. You need to get out of your head and let go of the negative thoughts. He told me, if you step in dog shit, you get something to wipe it off. Your problem is you want to pick it up, look at it, smell it, and put it in a baggie and analyze it later at home. It's negative. Get rid of it. This made no sense to me at the time. After years of therapy, I practically perfected self-analysis. I picked everything apart. Every thought, every feeling, every situation where I was wronged. And now he's telling me to stop? It seemed illogical. How was I to work through my troubles and difficulties? How was I to gain an understanding and sort everything out? How was I to make sense of it all? Reflecting on it, the fact was... After all that therapy and analysis, I was still depressed, angry, and resentful. My methods weren't working. They kept me stuck in self and in the shit. And so, I took his advice, which turned out to be a lengthy, challenging process. Sure, change didn't happen overnight. Letting go of my negative thoughts, the rudeness of others, things not going my way, and the daily obstacles we encounter in life was not easy. I was used to holding on to everything, ruminating over every offhanded remark, 
stewing over every disagreement and wallowing in every resentment, holding on to and reliving each disturbance was a habit I developed over many years. So these habits of mine wouldn't go down easy. Then there was the negative self-talk. I never realized how often I beat myself up, cursing myself over every mistake, putting myself down, berating myself. I slowly started to see how much negative space I lived in. And it was mostly in my head. And I let it take up a lot of real estate in my head. No wonder I drank alcohol heavily. It was my only escape. How did I not see all this? Well, perhaps I was too caught up in figuring things out and overanalyzing, not letting my brain do its thing, as it were. Once I stepped back, made some space, stopped analyzing, clarity came. Who would have thought it? Stop thinking and insights come. How novel. Once I got out of my head, once I stopped immersing myself in thought and negativity, so many things became clear. My life started to change. My teacher turned out to be right. Still, I had to be watchful, which is still the case. But as long as I stay on top of things, negative thoughts pass by quickly. And that's because I let them go. I don't analyze them. And for that reason as well, the negative thoughts don't come around nearly as much as they used to. Which means, you guessed it, more positive thoughts and feelings fill up that space. In addition to feelings of gratitude. It's easy to get stuck in habits that no longer serve us. And it takes effort and sometimes a method of practice to break these habits. When we put in the work, create a discipline, when we ask for help, change can happen. Sometimes it works out, sometimes not. If that be the case, we try another method. Look, of course we want to take time to reflect, contemplate, create, imagine, and plan. Problems occur when we become slaves to every thought, disturbance, and feeling, and when we relive the past often and worry about the future frequently. Here is where a heightened awareness of it all is necessary, and a discipline is vital. We need balance, as with everything. Again, the less time we spend in our heads, the more time we spend with others, with nature, with life, and with what is happening. And for those who believe in God, well, I am told that God dwells in the present moment. And for the secular listeners, and everyone for that matter, think about it. Would you rather be analyzing life or living it? Well, that's all I got. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, be well and be safe. If you like this podcast and what you heard, please rate it, review it, subscribe to it, and share it with others. Thank you again. 